talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cosmic being. I found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a color as a brand. We no longer under the laws of Moses. The world begins up with violence, and the violence shall take it by force. Coffee. And cults. Hi, John. Oh, no. <laughs> Hi, Sam. Hi, listeners. And welcome to Coffee and Cults, where once a month we uh, meet, drink coffee, or in this case, herbal tea, mm. and talk cults and fringe religious groups from around the world. Please be aware this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners, as it will contain strong language and... Uh, it's going to be a lot of death in this one today. And any other big triggers that you need to warn us about, John? Just trigger warning for suicide. Yeah, uh, it's just. going to be a harsh one. Um, before we start, just want to say thank you to all the listeners that have got in touch this last month. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We've had some absolutely amazing messages. We had a fantastic one from Annie recently um, that we'll get back to this afternoon. Yes. Um, I'm also sorry for getting this out so late, but we, now we've got to the end of the series and we're on time still technically, so... <laughs> no apologies, Sam, no apologies. No apologies. Um, but thank you, genuinely, we've had lots of uh, lovely messages, uh, almost all of which we've replied to. If we haven't replied to you yet, it's not that we don't love you and value you. We've just been lost in the Christmas uh, New Year break uh, madness, but we will, and it really does make our day. We are very sad in the way we excitedly message each other when it happens. So, yeah, thank you for that. Like, it's sad how happy we are. Not, not We're going like, oh, they've messaged us. <laughs> we don't, like, cry because of social anxiety or anything. We're like, woo, we've got a friend that we don't know. <laughs> and that is the uh, friend that we don't know song that coming is- soon from Sam's solo album she's releasing later this year. You can guarantee it. Uh, so, guarantee and do it. Oh, no, John just looked at me so unamused. (laughs) No, I was just going to say that will probably be the last moment of uh, of levity in this uh, episode as we reach the end of the Heaven's Gate saga. Yep. Um, If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Coffee and Cults or email us at coffeeandcults at gmail.com. And then we can be sad and happy about you too. Yay. (laughs) Um, and if you'd like to support us, you can also do that at patreon.com coffee and cults and also ko-fi coffee and cults for a one-off donation. If you want. But you don't have to. We love <laughs> you anyway. Yay. So um, playing us in there at the beginning uh, was the sound of the um, uh, Heaven's Gate class uh, singing their rewriting of A Sound of Music song uh, refocused on their two spiritual leaders, T and Do. Uh, you will remember that T was a big fan of the sound of music and that sort of influence continued. Great. Um, oh, just at the top. Uh, apologies if you hear any weird sound things going on this episode. John's next door neighbours are doing some kind of drilling activity. 
They don't appreciate that we are millennials and therefore almost certainly have a podcast we need to record. Exactly. It's um, it's very selfish of them. But anyway. Boomers. Boomers. <laughs> I, don't half, know. I don't know who they are. Half the, half the audience. I think they're probably the same age, if not younger than us. So it's fine. That is a series of sounds that Sam can make with that's the, the uh, That's the link between the songs on my solo album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my... What, am I a robot now, like, powering it down? It was a bit, appropriately enough, Close Encounters-y. Um, so, that's sort of uh, an amazing bit of uh, archive, which goes with so much with Heaven's Gate, where there's just so much... Not much documentation of like their day-to-day lives when they're in seclusion, but no. in terms of their writings and final messages out to the world, there's yeah. just so much. There is a lot there. This is a big focus on technology, wasn't it? And with the all, with all the improvements that were being made, they just they embraced every single part of how they could put their message out, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. So there is, um, as we'll briefly touch on, this huge uh, reign of archive um, of material like that. What's also, although it's a very uh, slightly shoddy, bless them, uh, rewriting of that song, I think it's also nice up here at the top for what we're going to talk about today to remember that this also was a group of people who found their sort of tribe and were happy and spending what seems to have been at times enjoyable, meaningful time Exactly, yeah. Going from their laundry zone i can't remember what the names of them were now yeah. the kitchen area that was called a, oh, a yeah, no, laboratory um, was it the laboratory yeah. yeah um yeah that that is that is the case which i think in lots of the coverage of heaven's gate now the real emphasis is on remembering that these were actually fairly ordinary yeah. just like you and me people who were mostly just you know following their slightly eccentric beliefs but having a a nice time doing so yeah um and that this is, yeah, again, if talking about this stuff is useful at all, it's useful to sort of just remember these human beings and, and their experience. It's so it's always so easy when we talk about these groups to, to focus on the crazy stuff that they do. And um, it is always good to remind ourselves that it's all about people um, at the end of it that got hurt. Hooray, happy times. So... Um, Let's do a little previously on coffee and cults. <laughs> so, to give you a little bit of a recap of how we got here, we've talked about the development of this uh, UFO religion uh, created by uh, Marshall and Bonnie that sort of combined weird Protestant millennial apocryphal mm-hmm. apocalypse based Christian beliefs with New Age. Uh, spirituality about channeling and walk-ins and UFO beliefs as well um, and also some other beliefs which we'll talk about in a moment Yeah, and then ran that into the creation of this group and then that in 1985 as Sam talked us through last time T, Bonnie Lou Nettles the co-founder and co-leader of the group died of cancer and that had a huge impact it made the number of uh, members of the group drop and it also started a real process of change in the way that the group thought about their mission and about the world yeah um real gear shift there um well like like in the last episode talking about going from it being a spiritual thing to a physical thing that is a big jump to make 
when you're asking people to go to space, for instance. Yeah, absolutely. So previously, you'll remember, listeners, that we were waiting for an extraterrestrial rapture. <laughs> That's a good phrase. Uh, better or worse than an extraterrestrial raptor? <laughs> I would say better. <laughs> I would say much better. Mm-hmm. I know which one I would rather experience. Um, uh, where the idea was that you would be saved and you would be taken physically up onto uh, the next level, the kingdom above uh, human, and that gradually that was going to shift into this new, uh, more uh, spiritual aspect. So we were no longer dealing with a biological metamorphosis, but instead transferring our consciousness by techno-spiritual means to next-level bodies, just as T had recently done. And increasingly, this group of believers not only think that they are um, uh, appropriate candidates for this experience, but that actually they are visiting aliens who are coming, have walked into these human bodies Mm -hmm. to steer them around uh, their vehicles for a little while and are now going to go back home rather than just evolving out of the human into this new level. Right, to return rather than to ascend to yeah it was all the thing about um it being like a little speck of spirituality that grew into a thing but i guess it's like the little tiny soul of the alien grew back inside oh. yeah lot of very weird growing inside you metaphors <laughs> I don't know. yes yes there's a, i mean yeah there's a lot of very strange approach to biology and how we feel about our bodies um in this group right but we're moving from something that was sort of a more tangible ufo law to yeah. the point where they thought um that the virgin mary had been um abducted on a spaceship and impregnated with jesus and it was all very sort of nuts mm-hmm. and bolts ufoology yeah um but in fact to something uh else where they are yeah visiting and that they've borrowed these bodies at one point doe refers to them as body snatchers just like jesus was Ooh. which is a mew fun way of thinking about that isn't that like a hammer horror film yeah. like return of the body snatchers or something is that jesus the body snatcher jesus the body um, snatcher. yes it is there's yeah. a series of body snatcher horror films yeah um not with jesus in them but maybe who knows any hollywood producers are listening to the podcast sam and i are pitching now <laughs> jesus is jesus, a body snatcher jesus what? I was thinking oh, like t- just how you how you put that title together. Jesus colon body snatcher. Colon body snatcher. <laughs> oh, Sam, no. oh no. Let's not snatch anybody's colon. Um so <laughs> that change has happened in the group and increasingly the group has become a more controlling um association to be part of. So you're not really allowed to talk to your family. If you do phone them, you can only do it for a few minutes. Everything like that is closely supervised. As Sam told us last time as well, lots of members have now been voluntarily castrated. Yeah. And it seems that even at some times, Marshall was like, I'm not sure this is the right thing to do. And the members Mm. were like, no, we've got you, though. This is great. We really want to do it. That's a great idea. Let's do it. But really? Yeah. Which is Mm. such, you know, I think with this group compared to others that, you know, like Jonestown, which inevitably gets compared to, this is a different beast, right? Because the relationship between the leaders and how sincere they are is probably slightly different than Jim Jones. Absolutely. The level of control they personally have over their followers in terms of their actions rather than their beliefs is slightly different there's a weird dynamic there it kind of feels like the difference between a shut eye and an open eye medium doesn't it it's that sort of 
where tea and tea and doe or especially marshall is is in on his own brainwashing whereas jim jones was definitely above the brainwashing mm. does that make that makes sense yeah, yeah. um and and how the with this group particularly as as you sort of just said it's as much the members putting their uh, drive into keeping it going as it is the leader keeping it going yeah. um and again i think you've got to think particularly after Bonnie's gone, that this is Marshall on his own, stuck with this group. Yeah. Big tenets of his theology have sort of crumbled. Yeah. And these members are going, so what's going to happen? When When is the spaceship going to come? Uh. When is the spaceship um, going to come? And yes, yeah, so all kinds of um, sort of extra levels of um, control over what they had. Santa was telling us last time about the pancakes that were yep. uh, measured out. I remember uh, they were doing the, uh, oh, what's it called? The master cleanse. Yeah. Which just sounds horrible. Yeah, but just, oh, I know, not very nice. Yeah. Le- uh, what is it? Lemon, pepper and something else? Oh, yeah, lemon, lemon, water, cayenne, and maybe coffee or something. I can't remember oh, what oh, it was. Um, oh, maple syrup. Maple syrup. Oh. Three months, listeners. Three months, some of them God. followed that. No. no food, just that. God, you can imagine everyone would feel so faint, wouldn't you? Like you'd struggle don't... sleeping, you'd struggle waking up. You'd. It just can't be good. No. Yeah, it just can't. I like pizza too much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Well, and and so did they from, from some of the places we're going to go uh, yep. later on. So um, that kind of level of control is coming in. You have to sit in the same seat all the time. All of your money is controlled and sort of monitored by the group. In fact, the final entry in the ledger was that one member yeah. had found six cents on the ground and had to turn it in. Oh. Which is kind of obsessive. Um, so oh, I took, go on. That's just kind of the point of it, though, isn't it? It, it is obsessive. It is meticulous r- up to the last. And it's also because they think they are the most spiritually input. It's a bit like um, uh, Octavia and her followers in the Panacea Society. Yeah. Sort of throwback to an old, old episode where they think they are enacting the next spiritual moment for the whole planet. So, of course, yeah. they want everything documented and regulated. And Absolutely. Um, I found this, um, just because it amused me at this point, um, and we need some amusement listeners before we get further on. Um, there was uh, a list of approved movies. Ooh! Um, so some of them were the film Eddie, starring Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. Does she play a bus driver? I Have I heard so. it? so. Uh, there is another podcast that I listen to that it, that's the host's favourite film. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> It's not the best Whoopi Goldberg film, I don't think, probably. Um, they weren't allowed to watch the Bond film Goldeneye. Oh. That was banned. Ooh. No Pierce Brosnan for you. <laughs> uh, and they, they, uh, it was, um, they found a NASA um, video about space, mm-hmm. um, which had a note on it which said, <clears throat> this might prove to be a few laughs. This is the official version of NASA's Apollo moon mission. Lol, lol, lol. Very, lol, 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 very lol. funny. Funny, right. funny, funny. Um, yeah. Which brings us to this next idea, which I hadn't really clocked about Heaven's Gate until I was reading for this episode, uh, which is just how much they were informed by like really paranoid, somehow uniquely American conspiratorial thinking. Yeah. And conspiracy. Yeah. And how that, during this time, once Bonnie's gone, really starts to over, um, overrun the group. Um so compared to other cults, right, they're slightly different. They don't have massive government sort of persecution or regulation. No. They're not battling um, 
the authorities in the way that Jim Jones was. They're not trying to infiltrate the government to see what the government knows about them, like some groups yeah. allegedly did. Alleged groups. Also no, I not think they did to... definitely do that, didn't they? That's not an alleged. We can say that. Yeah, but also not trying to exert any socio-political influence either. They're just kind of very much keeping to themselves and going, hey, we know this is right. You come with us if you want to. They didn't have ex-members who were trying to sort of bring them down or, no. or shout out against what they were doing. No. Um, they All didn't... the interviews you see with the ex-members are, are really peaceful and they're yeah. like, cool, this is and what we did, we really enjoyed it. a different way. Yeah. Um, they, don't have, they don't have like deprogrammers trying to get people out and no. kidnap them and deprogram them as we've seen with other, mm-hmm. um, other cults. And yet, despite not having that kind of level of outside threat, yeah. they build this crazily paranoid worldview uh with this conspiracy theory again sam touched a little bit on the idea of the sort of the negative extraterrestrials that were knocking about yes um, and misleading them uh but they gradually built up this idea that these demonic extraterrestrials were totally influencing and in control of government religion and economy in the united states calling them in fact the luciferians which if you've watched, and I'm sorry if you have any Alex Jones oh, in the yeah. last two decades or read any David Icke or any of those mm. conspiracy uh, theorists who sort of have taken inspiration from the like militia sort of right wing um, yeah, bullshit prepper kind of sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, conspiracy. I thought that's where you were theories, going, but um, which has sort of be- yeah, become so much more mainstream now in our yeah. in our politics, but they they don't seem to have. Um, followed the same kind of conspiracy um, sources. So there's a guy called William Cooper who wrote a book called Behold a Pale Horse. That yes. Like a big conspiracy one, which talks about Luciferians. Mm. Doesn't seem like they knew about that or had a connection to that. They found this through their own sort of theological they just heard the word and ascribed it to something that fit well, their and own. it's biblical, isn't yeah. it? So if you're, you know, if you... Of Lucifer. That, yeah, there's only a certain number of combinations of names for your evil demons that you can... <laughs> They're not going to call them the Bryans or the... John and Sam. The lovely ones, John and Sam. (laughs) And yet we are the true masters of... Cease your investigations, listeners. Can you imagine, listeners, if that's where you found out where the devil is, you're just listening to this podcast of two little British people talking about cults, and suddenly you realise that they were the devil. Do not play this podcast backwards. Right. Um... (laughs) Um, and that these <laughs> Luciferian demonic um, uh, aliens are covering up the truth about the world, covering up the truth about UFOs, and they're trying to lead the human race away from heaven, away from God, mm-hmm. by using sex and money and attachments to things. Ooh, all my favourites. <laughs> the, tra- <laughs> the three key ingredients of Sam's Friday night. <laughs> Not when I'm sitting here with you. <laughs> Um, and that, yeah, so there's this big, um, sinister, evil alien conspiracy running the world and, mm-hmm. and tearing the world apart. And that the world, like lots of these religious groups believe, is sort of fallen. Yeah. It's completely rotten to the core mm-hmm. and is completely controlled by these um, evil alien um, influences, um, which really puts them amongst this, this trend of UFO millennial conspiracy thought. Um what historian Richard J. Hofstadter, 
Should have thought about how that's pronounced before I read it out loud, Sam. Um, committed to it now. Calls the paranoid style of American politics. Mm-hmm. The sense of having a large number of population who feel dispossessed, <laughs> feel like the country's been taken away from their kind. Gosh. And therefore there's an evil influence in the government that must be fought in all manner of unorthodox oh. ways. Wow. Which obviously Isn't has it no amazing. reference to our current <laughs> world situation. Isn't it amazing how like every year actually. it feels like the world is changing and things are getting worse, but actually everything has always been the same always and there's always been groups of people that feel disenfranchised and it just so happens that now the fucking racist people have got the louder voices well i guess that's true and it's also like i'm i'm sure i've said before i've read in the last couple of years a few books about russia and rasputin and things and Mm -hmm. that's like the the last time that big sinister conspiracy theory and fake news was widespread and had a hugely detrimental effect on everything and then we sort of lulled out of it a little bit. But then all of this sort of 80s and 90s um, conspiracy thought has gone mainstream now. That is yeah. the rhetoric being used by particularly far right, but not exclusively. No. Um, politicians, certainly in America recently, but that's that's bled into all of our yeah. politics here in the UK. You do also hear it from people on the on the far left as well. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. chemtrails and not, that sort of bullshit. And yeah, uh, that, that stuff's really gone mainstream. When mm-hmm. I was in, working in Romania... The number of people who in normal political discourse went, oh, well, of course, the world is ruled by this evil cabal of, you know, that sort of mainstream thought. Mm -hmm. But I'd never really sort of dug into or thought about that in terms of Heaven's Gate. But that was so part of thought. And I think at one point, maybe I'll come to it later in my notes, Marshall's talking about, um, I think he's talking about them being not believed and sort of rejected. But he's saying, you know... You know, there are also these militia groups and separatist groups and preppers in America who also know the world is rotten and something must be done and we must move on. And mm. go, oh, wow, this is weird that this kind of new agey group... Yeah, will acknowledge... ...is also of sort of placing themselves amongst these quite far-right... You know, lots of those groups yeah. have, you know, it's all Aryan nations, neo-Nazi, you know, all of mm. that kind of... But then that's something else that makes Heaven's Gate really different from other cults is that openly they'll say, yes, we're a cult. Like, they just, they take the word and not in a joking way, they're like, yeah. yes, that's exactly what we are. So they're perfect for a three-part episode on our <laughs> podcast. <Oy. laughs> um but yeah, I think it's really interesting that sort of connection to, to what's happening um, increasingly in politics now. And Ben Zeller, whose brilliant book uh, both of us have used in our uh, research, has written a few articles, um, including one at theconversation.com. It's Ooh. a nice sounding website, um, which is about how that sense of rejecting the world or the world being corrupt and that kind of conspiratorial thinking has become so widespread and yeah. relevant um, in our thinking now so this big change is happening um so again we're just going to backtrack a little bit and then we're going to run into 96 97 so 1994 heaven's gate are living mostly in a warehouse yeah um in san clemente it sounds orange (laughs) it does sound very nice doesn't it um and marshall is giving a talk he sat in the warehouse with his followers he's got an empty chair next to him for bonnie yeah and he's got this new message that, like Jesus, they must be willing uh, to allow themselves to be killed. 
mm-hmm. and they might need to, in this way, dispose of their bodies before the earth is recycled. Right. And he asks them in this meeting, what if we had to exit our vehicles by our own choice? Did we have a problem with that? And uh, there are a few people who were at that meeting who then left Heaven's Gate, who both reported that it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. That pretty much from 1994, Marshall was going, but what if yeah. we did have to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense, because we've talked about the conspiratorial sense of rejecting the world. You know, yeah. the world is going to be recycled anyway. It's already fallen. It's already of no value now, because it's a place of... Um, we have rotten. Yeah, and, sin and, yeah. and, um, and dissent. Um, and that their bodies aren't really them. They're modifying their bodies with castration. Yeah, and they're all just having the vehicles. Same yeah, and they need to just reject their bodies entirely. Yeah, I don't know if I said about this last time, but that thing that you were just saying about modifying their bodies and and having the same haircut, I don't remember mentioning it, but I, um, but it just really annoyed me how they give each other these like completely agender names, but then we'll still refer to each other as he and she. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you clock that yeah, on the yeah. like videos and stuff? Yeah. Again, it's sort of confused, isn't it? Because it's not, it's not just about, oh, we're, you know, we're trying to shift what those, ide- you know, what those identities mean. It's no. like those things are not even relevant to yeah, us and we're going to try apply. and completely, um, uh, yeah, l- l- exist above them or, or yeah. push it. Yeah, it's a, very wi- it's a very strange approach to, yeah, it's a very strange approach to your own body really yeah um and uh also because they're in um seclusion at this time because they're not dealing with other people they've got more of a sense of their own importance and that may you know not all of them believe it but there's some of them think well well, i'm just an alien here visiting anyway so yeah so it doesn't really matter how i go to my human um body yeah (coughs) oh i've written on a side note here from something that I read, this idea of walk-ins, of uh, alien beings sort of possessing and stepping into human bodies. Yeah. One of the sources said, um, so either they read this and took this from the book, I think written by a a sort of psychic New Age author, Strangers Among Us, Enlightened Beings from a World to Come, or from the many X-Files episodes that had featured this idea by the time. (laughs) That's one of my favourite things, is how much they loved X-Files, and how much they were like, oh yeah, well, we'll, you know, this was in Star Trek, so we'll use this. (laughs) Cool, fine. Wow, yeah. At least you're citing your sources. The first... <laughs> <laughs> they are sort of, yeah, they're kind of postmodern in that way, right? And that they're just yep. hungrily grabbing the culture around them and slapping it um, uh, together. Um, so what also is happening that leads us to where we end up is that any the few times now that they were trying to reach out and recruit and pass their message on, mm-hmm. they were getting no traction no. whatsoever. Ninety four, ninety five, they're doing a few more meetings. They're yeah. doing a few more um, sort of attempts to step out, um, including a poster. It's no wonder people didn't jump mm-hmm. on board with that. Um, so there's a poster, the last poster they put out in August 1994. <clears throat> The shredding of our borrowed human bodies may be required Ooh. in order to take up our new bodies belonging to the next world. I don't want to shred my body. Or is it like, ooh, get shred. Blah. Or is it like I a just snake did a, like, skin gym arms. you shred your... 
It's, well, that's... I'm trying to mime to Sam, me coming out of my snake John just did a really excellent mime of emerging from his snake skin. He's got a little a little snaky face going on. That was so wonderful. You'll never see you what that it. looked like, listeners. You'll never see it. Um, but, yeah, they've really got a sense that there's no... You know, there's no point in them trying to outreach as well. They're being yeah. really sort of busted. So Marshall, in his exit video, of which more later... Um, talks a lot about well we've been ignored we've been ridiculed whatever cult you can call it we've been called that so there's a real sense that they're they're giving up on that sense of a mission yeah to keep the ideas going um as well so these ideas are growing around the group to the point where marshall has to put out a document in 1996 called our position against suicide mm-hmm. which which is uh, just one sentence we don't have one full stop <laughs> No, it's a Spoiler bit alert. more convoluted than uh, than that. Let me just uh, turn to my uh, sourcing here. So, effectively, this talks about the four ways they could get to the next level above human. Right. Method number one. Boarding a spacecraft from the next level very soon in our physical bodies. Okay. Makes sense? Get, get on a spaceship. Yeah. Right. Fab. Method number two, one or more of us could lose our physical vehicles, bodies. That's careless. Due to recall, like back to the factory, accident or at the hands of some irate individual. Oh, shit. Okay, so saying like we could have an accident or get murdered. Yeah. And then we would ascend to... Yep. The evolutionary layer above human. Because I guess once Bonnie's died, right, you have to say, oh, well, don't worry. Oh, don't worry that it was because of cancer. If you go this way, yeah. that will still be a way to... Right. Although how that fits in with the very specific theology point that's going to yeah, come into sure. timing shortly, I don't know. Um, method three, we could find so much disfavour with the powers that control this world, those mm-hmm. evil aliens... That there could be attempts to incarcerate us or subject us to some sort of psychological or physical torture such as occurred at both Ruby Ridge and Waco. Oh, shit. So saying, oh, the government might come and try and shoot yeah. us. Yeah. So I don't know how much, and we don't have time to go deeply into uh, either of these or one of them we might well cover in a future I'm multi-parter. Sure we will. Yeah. Uh, listeners, um, but at Ruby Ridge... Uh, the Weaver family had been separatists, had set themselves off uh, away from the government. Yeah. There's lots of controversy about what actually happened. Mm-hmm. They'd supposedly been visiting Aryan nations, the camp nearby. Um, they certainly were stockpiling weapons. Yeah. They were sort of, uh, Randy Weaver was sort of entrapped to try and buy an illegal firearm. And then there was a big government standoff yeah. with this um, family who were on a. Uh, a sort of mountaintop ridge in a forest mm-hmm. and um, th- it was just a horrendous bloodbath quasi massacre yeah um, and has become a great sort of fabled story of the t- you know the time that the government came and nigh on wiped out a family yeah um, including the pet dog and uh, I think the youngest babies son. and or yeah. young children um, yeah horrendous right. Waco the Branch Davidians again guns lots of ambiguity about exactly what had happened and how much the government knew that again led to this huge horrific final sort of showdown between 
government forces and religious believers mm-hmm. both of which again are part of this big conspiratorial yeah movement that's about the government one day could come and get us the government is evil and will come and well and with with evidence to cite as yeah, well yeah 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 it's not just understandably saying, right yeah not just saying that like some abstract thing will happen this has happened in these two occasions before so does that mean we're heaven's gate uh, stockpiling weapons in the same way as those two families were or no so this no. is the thing they had no they and were no, also they weren't violent were they it was no and they weren't stockpiling weapons they didn't otherwise have any links to those kinds of groups no other than sort of recognizing them perhaps as fellow travelers in terms of rejecting the world yeah but one of the sort of the theories about why they end up taking the particular path they do is that it's in a way it's slightly because they're not going to get their big showdown with the government and yeah. that's going to be the thing that ends it right it becomes clear that's not going to happen mm. if you think about these four options we're going through when it's like well, this one's not going to happen this one's not going to happen yeah we need to find the end of this story that pays it off which of these are we gonna yep method four willful exit of bodies in a dignified and less agonizing manner right um, or by a less agonising method. Yeah. Um, in particular, um, thinking about the example of the Jewish rebels of Masada in 73 CE. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to mention that. With which, of course, we're all, <laughs> we're all familiar. Very, so, John, just for someone who might not be familiar, what do you mean? Let me <laughs> just check here in my notes. Thank you. Just to remind myself. Um, so, it, that's a... It, Tradition says that this group uh, committed mass suicide when it became apparent that the Roman army would overrun them uh, and most likely rape and torture them before their deaths. Um, And it's accounted in uh, uh, Josephus, the Jewish historian, um, that 960 uh, Jews chose suicide rather than capture at Roman hands. And obviously, what would undoubtedly have also been in their heads was Jonestown. Absolutely. That more mass exodus of people. And so now we've, for anybody who wasn't aware, we've mentioned the words that is going to be the conclusion to this episode, mass suicide. So if something like that is is more upsetting to you than than most, then please feel free to go and listen to something else. And so the group at this point starts to think that actually it's most likely that their passage to the next level is going to be method number four. Yep. Even as far back as 1994, after that warehouse meeting with Marshall, group members had purchased this book. Final Exit, The Practicalities of Self-Deliverance and Assisted Suicide for the Dying by Derek Humphrey. Uh, which had been published two years previously, in which Humphrey says his 100% certain method of uh, suicide is to take barbiturates in yoghurt or pudding, drink strong alcohol, and put a plastic bag over your head. So you can't have your barbiturates, say, sprinkled on a pizza or mixed in with a spaghetti bolognese. It has to be yoghurt or pudding. pudding. Right. Very limiting if you're fussy about your desserts. What if you're lactose intolerant? <laughs> oh, how bizarre that a book on how to reliably 
complete suicide is yeah. published. And it's, talk, you know, the, the I haven't read the full book, but it looks like it talks about the ethics and the legality of it. And that, But in the midst of it, it says, but if you were to do it... Yeah, this would be how. Gosh. I wonder how that person... Like, I don't want to cast any assumptions about uh, Mr. Humphreys, but I wonder how many people have completed suicide based on that advice and how he feels know. about that. I don't know, actually, whether you can still get the book. Um, pause, Sam, and we'll check. Okay, we paused and ate a biscuit and have looked up this book. What, so it's still on? available for sale, Sam. Um, you can get it on Amazon.co.uk. Uh, other websites are available for no £13. Um, but it says here, <clears throat> as the legal controversy continues... This newly revised and updated third edition of the bestseller contains new critically important information for patients, loved ones and medical personnel. In the wake of court cases and legislative mandates, this revised and updated third edition goes far beyond the original to provide new information about the legality of euthanasia and assisted suicide and a thoughtful examination of the personal issues involved. Okay, so it's still available, it's just with more reminders that hey you don't have to do this yes yes i suppose it's good to deal with a taboo subject like like euthanasia oh he was president is president of the euthanasia research and guidance organization okay okay so in answer to what i was wondering a lot of people have died because of what he's doing but on purpose quite possibly the executive director of the national hemlock society oh Sounds like a group we're going to look into at some time. Uh, name for that. Um, and then started writing lots of books, particularly about his own experience of. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So they're really starting to take this new direction seriously, but still, as sort of like a distant eventuality, they might just need to plan for. Yeah. Skipping again in time a little bit. Boop, boop, um, boop. 1992. Okay. The group re-emerges for three months Ooh. and release the Beyond Human video. Yeah. Which Sam talked about and quoted from yep. a reasonable amount last time. Mm-hmm. So they have this phase of still trying to find a way to get their message and to record their message Um no matter what future events may occur. Yeah. Um, but it seems that the release of that video and the promotion of it only brings some old members back into the fold who've left. It right. doesn't seem to bring in any new members, Okay. as far as anyone can tell. In 1993, they take out a page, full-page ad in USA Today. UFO cult resurfaces with final offer. Right. And then lots of dense text about how they have the only way to the next level of existence. And you should listen to them. Um, An advert that would have cost them $30,000. Ooh, that's a lot of money. For huge, yeah, um, huge sort of reach for people to hear about them. Yeah. And hear about their um, message. Well, you know, that that person found six cents on the ground, so every little helps. (laughs) That's a lot of six cents to find on the ground before you can... um, fund that ad um in 1994 as i've already said a little bit they have some new public meetings yeah but pretty much nobody unlike 
um, as you talked about before, Sam, the meeting where they had a meeting and then sort of took 30 people from the local town yeah. off into the... None Absolutely. of that seems to happen. In fact, they hold one meeting and the only person who attends is the press. Okay, right. So they start to think, maybe this isn't working. Yeah. Maybe we need to find a new way to spread our message. Ooh. Though they are releasing these videotapes of different sorts of Marshall doing his thing and group members. How are they disseminating said videotapes at this time? In 1992 and 1993? I would assume some in person, but also lots of, um, like, ma- you know, sort of magazines where people might have connected interests. Where oh, right. then go, here's the, you can order, this, mail video order this video tape about yeah. UFOs, about crystal healing, about mm. our group Heaven's Gate. I would imagine it's through the lots right. of that kind of... Um, distribution. Um, so in 1995, a bit hurt from that, they go back into seclusion, but decide, Sam, to embrace the internet. Hooray! They set up a business called Computer Nomads. Yep. And begin to release um, some statements, including some which are called then exit statements. Yeah. On various news groups and Usenet groups. Um, uh, in all sorts of different places on the internet, mm-hmm. basically in lots of related forums. So UFOs, New Age, Christianity, you know, they're sort of targeting all these different online Usenet forums yeah. and starting to spread their message um, there, including messages like this one. Um, the first statement is called Undercover Jesus Surfaces Before Departure. <laughs> I imagined him in a, you know, those, um, what are they, the marks, uh, out, uh, little glasses and mustache yes. and nose and combo. Undercover Jesus. Um, which talks about um, the group's Christian sort of uh, connection to Christian theology. Yeah. Um, and that Heaven's Gate was the last bus out of civilization. Okay. They released another um, called The Statement by an ET Presently Incarnate which is much more targeted towards the new end, new age walk-in kind of community. So they're going yeah. for Christians, they're going for the new age. Um, and any Spielberg audiences. fans, I suppose. Uh, very much. Here's a quote. Uh, this is from Undercover Jesus Surfaces, I think. Um, <clears throat> How is this laying down of our bodies to occur? If you do recognise me, and choose to look to me for guidance, this is Doe speaking, I would recommend that you purchase firearms, get comfortable using them, or partner with someone who can, Mm. and somehow position yourselves, separate from others enough not to be vulnerable, so you might establish a relationship with me, protected from interference as far as possible. In this day and time, the authorities make no bones about their need to protect the public from dangerous radicals like us. They will aggressively attempt to require us to abide by their values and their rules, which are of this Luciferian world and its society. As difficult as that might be to believe, it is very difficult, Marshall. It's really difficult to believe. They won't hesitate to trump up charges or... (laughs) The phrase trump up charges has a really new meaning in the wake of the current impeachment (laughs) proceedings, doesn't it? Sorry. Um, Don't be sorry. It was his own fault. Or suspicions in order to search us or take us into custody so they can judge for themselves whether or not we are a threat. There is no need for us to be submissive to their wishes, such as to their search or custody questioning, when we know we have broken none of God's laws. Not only have we done nothing wrong, but our total existence is devoted to entering and offering God's world. 
are choosing to not be submissive coupled with being arms pretty much addresses the laying down of our bodies question. Right. Yeah. So because we're choosing it, doesn't matter that we're getting rid of our bodies because we've chosen to do it. Yeah. And like we've just talked about, they didn't end up arming. They didn't end up in this confrontation. Yeah. So that way out wasn't going to be on the table. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Um, And there are, as with all of these, all of these statements and things are still widely available online. Yeah. Heaven help you quite literally if you want to read more of those you can um, you can do that listeners so that's where Heaven's Gate is at yeah 1995 uh, bright coloured tracksuits abound and also just some suicide ideation <laughs> so um, I call this chapter The Blob by M70 uh, I can I can get no purchase on that sentence to find out where it's going, so I like it. The Blob of M70. By M70. By M70. Sorry. The Blob by M70. As in, like a, as in next to, not like it's a fragrance. It sounds like a work Try of art. A new Blob by oh, M70. Mm. <sighs> Menstrual. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in uh, July, July the 23rd, 1995... Two amateur astronomers, Alan Hale in New Mexico yeah. and Thomas Bopp. Thomas Bopp is the best name of all uh, time, especially when you abbreviate it to Tom Bopp. Tommy Bopp. <laughs> Everybody do the Tom Bopp. Um, he's in Arizona. They're looking at globular cluster M70. Ooh. Not, so you didn't choose to name this chapter Glob by M70. <laughs> No, I didn't. You're okay. Right. No, that's okay. Globular cluster, though, sounds like yeah. something you have to go to the doctor to have removed. Yeah. It? So they're looking at that through their telescopes, um, and they notice a new fuzzy object nearby. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear? Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair? Fuzzy Wuzzy was a comet. Oh! B- was it called the Hale Bop Comet, John? <laughs> <laughs> Discovered by Alan Hale and Thomas Bop, Sam. And you, Sorry, Tom that's Bop. That's a good bit of Tom yeah. Bop. Um, that's a good bit of detective work on your part. Well done. So they both send their observations to the International Astronomical Union's Central Bureau for Astronomical Telegrams. Easy for you to say. <laughs> I don't know how I got through that. that was really only good, glancing yeah. at my paper. Um, I prefer the um, the Decentral Bureau for Astronomical Telegrams myself. Um, and they have discovered <clears throat> C199501, a comet which becomes known as the Hale-Bopp Comet after right. its two amateur uh, discoverers and it was the... That must be pretty fucking cool to be like looking through your little telescope that you've got at Walmart or whatever and you find an actual thing that then gets named after you. Yeah, and pretty it was the sick. furthest comet ever discovered by amateurs. Oh, wow, cool. At that point, I don't know if that's still the case, but it well, was a pretty remarkable... Mr. Hale and Tom Bopp. Um, and they had discovered this uh, this comet, uh, described in one source as a dirty snowball with a nucleus of ice and dirt. Uh, um, dirty snowball sounds like something else you'd have to go to the doctor for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Um, but described by others as the comet of the century. And we'll be aware that comets throughout human history have always been sort of 
noticed as extraordinary events in the heavens yeah. and as events that have some kind of important meaning for what's happening on Earth. Mm -hmm. So I can't remember when. At some point in the 16th century, the Elizabethan period, there's a comet in the sky that I think is red and is in the sky for a year. Ooh, and cool. everybody freaks out. They yeah. think that's a sign of great doom and portent that sort of becomes accompanied by stories of unusual animal births all around right. the world. They're like, oh, this is this means something bad is going to go down. We need to sort of react to this this prophecy in the sky. Yeah. That's been sort of in the human psyche for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So if there's a group who have been looking for a signal that their spaceship is going to come, it's possible that they might be looking up at the sky or yeah. looking at these reports of a new discovery in the sky and making that connection. The rainbow connection. Let's move. Oh. The lovers, the dreamers and me. Let's let's not read about cults anymore and let's just go and let's watch the go. Muppet movie. Yeah. Let's not do that. No, let's come on, we've committed. We've got this far, John. So let's move to uh, John Craig, um, otherwise known as Brother Logan. Oh, yeah. So he's a member of the group. Right. Um, he. Uh, oh, he wasn't Lagodi or something. No, no, he was, from everything that I've read, Brother Logan. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. Um, he's just a really interesting example of the kind of person who ended up in Heaven's Gate that you might not expect yeah um so he was this uh six foot six inch uh american guy uh in cowboy boots um he'd been a real estate developer um a ski condominium builder Ooh. he was very nearly elected to the state legislature wow. so i assume something like state senator for the republicans he had a wife and six children he'd been to a military school he'd served in the korean war in the film Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, yeah. he is the first horseman out of the boxcar in the famous train robbery sequence. Okay. so And he was nearly offered his own TV show as an actor oh. after that. That's a, something that I'm loving about this group. Apart, aside, Take aside how sad everything is and how strange things are um but i really just enjoy never knowing where a sentence is gonna go when you start saying it yeah yeah like it's, he's just there's a reason I'm, I'm bringing him up now but his story is just extraordinary he doesn't yeah seem like a natural fit to this um group um in the summer of 1975 he was visited by an old college friend dale mackey mm -hmm. who was a member of heaven's gate okay and a week later, mm. he secretly signed power of attorney over to his wife and just left. Ah. Said he was going on a, um, a a work appointment in Denver, I think. Yeah. But in fact, was traveling, flying out to meet T and Doe. <sighs> and never spoke gosh. to his wife again. Oh, gosh. Two months after that, he yeah. invites his daughter his eldest daughter, to a Heaven's Gate meeting. Oh, no. But that's basically to try and get her to join. Yeah. They're not allowed to sit together. They're not allowed to be alone together. Yeah. And she doesn't see him after that for a very long time. Okay. Oh, so did the daughter join? No. No, good. He Gosh. uses aliases once he's in Heaven's Gate, including Logan Larson. Butch Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a pun for Sundance. Um... 
moon moon dance boy <laughs> tom bop no um oh, no and he becomes known as brother logan yeah and because of all this sort of knowledge he has of real estate and sort of organization mm-hmm. he becomes something like the second in command oh wow um, within the group yeah in 1987 he tries to arrange a meeting with his children but again, effectively, it's a recruiting session. Oh, God. And his daughter suspects it was actually a test from, at that point, Bo and Peep. Yeah. To say, go and see your children then and see if that's going to tempt you back to the world. Oh. And that's the last time his family sees him. His wife heartbreakingly says, at that point in the 70s, the group was saying, oh, the UFO's coming in like three or four months to yeah. take us away. And so she thought, Let's give it four months. It won't happen and he'll come back. He didn't. No. Mm. In the summer of 1996, the group has moved to uh, San Diego County. Yeah. And uh, they sort of live in some rented accommodation. They live with some people. And then he finally rents them a $1.6 million mansion, which becomes known as the Monastery. Yeah. Which is going to be their huge base of operations yeah um from here on out and it was all brokered by this slightly extraordinary real estate developer and the home is is featured on a lot of their videos and it's a beautiful home isn't it? it's lovely just astonishing yeah um so they start at this point a web design company (laughs) great called higher source yeah um not only for their own purposes but also just for anyone in the san diego area yeah so they amongst others designed the website for the san diego polo club oh lovely nice great um and then in the autumn of 1996 their website goes up yay which starts to post and collect all of these statements they've been putting out on usenet forums yeah and slowly builds up their um theology online yes and that website still stands as it was in 1996 as well, which is just fantastic. So, November 1996. Yeah. Chuck Schrammick, I'll say that again, Chuck Schrammick. Hard to say with a lisp. Takes, <laughs> takes a picture <laughs> of Hale-Bopp and in the background sees something that looks a bit like Saturn, which is this photo here, Sam. Okay, I'm just getting up and moving around. So that's Hale Bop. Number two, or oh, the big shot, that bit, that bit. That bit? Yeah. And then that's the other thing that he saw. Okay. And he thinks, what could that be? Well, just another celestial body, surely. No, you're wrong. No. It's clearly some kind of um, spacecraft. Oh, um, silly me! That is something, would have to be something like four times the size of the Earth. <coughs> so he rings into popular uh, UFO conspiracy alternative ideas radio show, um, Coast to Coast, um, hosted by Art Bell. Right. And says, hey, I've got this picture of the giant spacecraft secretly um, following along with the Hale Bop comet yeah and isn't it funny that there aren't lots and lots of photos of this from nasa they must just be hiding the fact that there's something following the comet towards us oh yeah sure that is the only possible (laughs) uh answer because this light has these kind of spikes that make it sort of look vaguely saturn like 
Yeah. I can see Sat. I can. I can. I like quote unquote see Saturn. Yeah. But I can't convert that to also a spacecraft. No. You'll but also notice, Sam, on this image now. I've taken my hand off the screen. That's a um, photo of the stars in that part of the sky. Uh huh. <clears throat> And you'll notice that now, when you look where that Saturn-like object yeah. is, there is, um, there's... Is it just the North Star or something? There's a star, it's star SAO 141894. One of the best. And yeah. it's just an effect on his camera when he's taking it that makes it look a bit weird and not like the other points of light in the mm, sky. Right. So that was definitely cool. not a spaceship. No. Thanks, Chuck. But of course, this idea takes off. In November and December, many more Saturn-like objects, or SLOs, are um, discovered. Um, In January, January the 15th, 1997, Art Bell and Whitley Strieber post a new photo of Hale-Bopp and its companion. It's this photo here. Getting up to look again. Hale-Bopp. That light in the middle. Spaceship, ah. but on closer inspection, the person who took this photo in real life yeah. goes, "No, that's that's my photo doctored to have an extra light inserted into it." Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, Doctor Dave uh, Tholen goes, "Yeah, this just this is just a fake." Right. Okay. So actually, so two in- images that are proven to not be what they, yeah. uh, what the people who who are producing them purport them to be. So again, in our age of fake news, like these things were, like definitely not true. Yes. Either explicitly fakes or just a misunderstanding that then right. went uncorrected and mm-hmm. fueled hundreds of other people saying, "Yeah, we've seen it too." So at this point, Hale Bop is getting closer, uh, and it's going to get closest to the Earth in March. In fact, on March the twenty-third, and Marshall Applewhite sees this as a sign. And he thinks this could be the only way to evacuate Earth before it's recycled. Yeah. And that only he has the key to make that escape. Uh Uh-huh. So they start to post new content on their website. Um, The exit statements we've talked about before go up. Yeah. Uh, They also put this new update on their website. Red alert. Hale-Bopp brings closure to Heaven's Gate. Whether Hale-Bopp has a companion or not is irrelevant from our perspective. However, its arrival is joyously very significant to us at Heaven's Gate. The joy is that our older member in the evolutionary level above human, the Kingdom of Heaven, has made it clear to us that Hale-Bopp's approach is the marker we've been waiting for. The time for the arrival of the spacecraft from the level above human to take us home to their world in the literal heaven. Mm-hmm. Our 22 years of classroom here on Earth is finally coming to conclusion. Graduation from the human evolutionary level. We are happily prepared to leave this world and go with T's crew. Right. So they're set. So the this is the set. sign they've been waiting for. The yeah. spacecraft is going to arrive. Um, they talk about going on a trip soon 
and they start to wind up and curtail their various sort of businesses and and sort of uh, official relationships. Yeah. They send letters to their clients that Hale Bop is their sign to leave the earth. Mm-hmm. And they start to make plans for March. Yeah. One of the things they do is purchase some snazzy patches. They're so cool. Which will say Earth Exit Monasteries. Yeah. And there's the so uh, away team. So the other ones. Yeah, yeah. So they do these ones first. Oh, yeah, Earth cool. Earth Exit Monasteries. Yeah. Um, and they order a load of uh, black material to make some outfits. Yeah. And lots of purple material. And they order some astronomy charts, presumably to now trace Hale-Bopp. Right. And its journey um, to get closer. But then once the patches arrive that say Earth um, Exit Monasteries, they think, oh, that's not quite right. That's yeah. Not, that doesn't sound right. So they don't use those. They change their minds and they order the Heaven's Gate Away Team patches. Right. Uh, which you might have seen, listeners, um, which is a reference to Star Trek. And yeah. The teams they send off to explore uh, planets that are beamed down. Yeah. Um, and they begin to plan every detail of how they're going to travel to the next level yes but they want to have some fun before they go mm -hmm. so they go to las vegas yeah in early march yeah they go to the stratosphere casino yeah have a bit of a gamble i think nice. they make like or they come back with like 30 dollars or something that's in the financial Ooh. uh um ledger yeah uh, they go to the wild animal park Aww. they go to sea world they go and see the film secrets and lies and they oh. have a nice big group pizza dinner. Yay. Um, and it, That all sounds really nice. Yeah. You're going with all the group of people that you live with and that you love to Vegas and to see some wild animals and some sad orcas. And, and that's <laughs> the really strange thing is that all through this sort of period, they're sort of preparing for suicide. Yeah. But at the same time, they're still buying all the supplies they need. Yeah. I think when they um, later on, when authorities are in the house, there's like the freezer still full of Ben and Jerry's ice cream that they, mm. you know, their life is sort of both continuing while at the same time they're ready to. But then I guess take that's their action. theme, isn't it? It's that they're not, they're not ending. They are continuing yeah. just in a different vehicle. So the night before they're going to put their new plan into effect, Sam, they go for a big group dinner yeah. uh, at a chain restaurant called Mary Callender's. Yes, I've heard of that before. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, here's a quote from the waitress that night. Right. They all ordered the exact same thing. It was set up before they came in. They all had iced teas to drink. Yeah. Dinner salads beforehand. Ooh. With uh, tomato vinegar dressing. Sounds nice. Turkey pot pie for okay. the entree. And cheesecake with blueberries on top for dessert. Yeah. They seemed very nice, very friendly, very polite. No one seemed depressed at all or anything like that. No. So, um, March the 23rd. Yeah. Hail Bop at its closest. Mm -hmm. Get ready, listeners. They're wearing their matching black uniforms that they've made. Yeah. They've got their patches on. They all have the same buzz cut hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, they're wearing brand new decade Nikes. Yeah. Which are black and white with a uh, black with a white swoosh and white soles. Yeah. Um, which they uh, bought just at the start of the month. Um, a style of shoe that is now discontinued. 
Yes. Um, and in their pockets, they have a $5 bill and 75 cents, which is the amount they were always instructed to take out in the world in case they needed spare change. Yep. And they've got that ready for their trip to the next level. Yeah. Um, they have a logbook they have to sign when they arrive at or leave the uh, monastery. Yeah. And they have a final sign out in the column that says, when are you expecting to come back? Yeah. Lots of them write, bye, never. Yeah. One of them writes, hasta la vista, baby. Wow. And it seems, from some of the evidence, that they, there's some kind of slightly ritualized thing of signing the ledger and maybe that you know that that would yeah. be part of the ritual way that they're starting to mm-hmm. to get ready. They also record exit statements yeah. to say goodbye, to explain why they're taking the action they're going to take, but mm-hmm. more than anything to go, no, no, we're not crazy. Yeah, we haven't been brainwashed. Yeah, don't judge us. We've just got to do this thing now, mm-hmm. and we're really happy about it. Yeah, and we haven't been coerced. We're fine. Yeah. Um, they're really keen to shape the narrative of how they've died um, and what's going. And in lots of those uh, recorded messages, you can see all of them again, listeners, should you wish to, um, online. They all say things similar in effect to this quote. We're all choosing of our own free will to go to the next level with tea and dough. Yes. And Marshall himself records his own message, which is much more about the whole mission of the group and how they're going. And he looks... Mm-hmm awful and exhausted yeah and is as i've mentioned earlier is sort of talking about how they haven't been taken seriously and they've been rejected and now they're gonna yeah um go forward yeah he look he looks kind of his is kind of frazzled isn't it whereas the others they kind of got that uh you know when you're like really tired but you still have to go to work the next day and then suddenly yeah. you've got loads of energy and you're just running on adrenaline effectively yeah, yeah. That's that's the kind of feeling I get from the from the other interviews. Yeah, and they and all seem them, they're trying to be kind of positive and upbeat about it. That's what it, I was right? going to say. Yeah, some of them seem really like ex- yeah. There's that sort of thing that if you if you look at them, you could go, oh, I think that's fear, but on outwardly, it is just yeah. pure joy. Yeah. Whereas he seems irritated and yeah, yeah, it's he's done. <sighs> so at this point, they begin what they've called the routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a, a sort of a planned structure um, for how they're going to depart. The first 15 of them ingest at Finnabarbital with apple sauce. They forego the yogurt or pudding yeah. um, and a shot of vodka. And eight members facilitate plastic bags over their heads as they die. Yeah. Then... They tidy up the scene, move the plastic bags, put them into bunk beds in the monastery and cover them with a purple shroud. Yeah. Purple being in part, it seems, the colour of uh, Easter. So there's some speculation that it's like a Christian nod to March and April and that kind of thing. And resurrection and new life and moving on. Yeah. Um, But also it's pretty widely documented that it was Bonnie's favourite colour. Right. So it's also got some kind of sort of... Personal um, connection there as well. Connection to her. Um, the next day, the next 15, carry out the same procedure yeah. with eight people um, to facilitate that, which means on the last day, the 25th, the remaining nine yeah. um, run the same program with two of them waiting until everybody else has um, 
comes uh. past so that they can tidy those so that there are only two of them who are not positioned or set out in the same yeah. um, frankly haunting manner yeah. as the others so um, one of the uh, members of Heaven's Gate Rio D'Angelo yeah. uh, or Neo Oddi had left the group a few weeks beforehand right. with Marshall's sort of blessing um, and as the um, uh, time had got closer the group had um, not only sort of recorded and set up videotapes of their exit statements they'd also written and published some exit statements yeah um, so uh, uh, Goddy and Sroddy um, had had written uh, exit statements uh, saying why they want to leave at this time um, uh, Goddy says it is my chance to go to God to prove I love his world yeah. As in the next level. Um, and they also write a press release. Heaven's Gate away team returns to the level above human in distant space. Uh, which also includes this paragraph. During a brief window of time, some may wish to follow us. If they do, it will not be easy. The requirement is to not only believe who the representatives are, but to do as they and we did. You must leave everything of your humanness behind. This includes the ultimate sacrifice and demonstration of faith. That is the shedding of your human body. Yeah. And they take that press release alongside all of these videotapes, their collected works and books, their press releases and their computer files that document the stuff for the website. And they've mailed that out a few days beforehand to Gosh. ex-members who are still on the outside and, and right. sort of sympathetic or friendly towards them, including... Neodi, Neodi, and so wanting to see if this has really happened with his own eyes, he goes to the monastery um, in Santa Fe, and he is the person who discovers the bodies, and reports the suicides to the authorities uh, by calling nine one one. Yeah. When the authorities arrive, they find thirty nine dead bodies, cool. uh, including Marshall it seemed passed on the second or third day yeah um and there's a lot of confusion initially because initially they report that it's 39 men because, they're because all everyone's in the got same shaved uniform heads. and in buzz cut haircuts right. so there's lots of early sort of um uh, yeah confusion um but those initial reports go out lots of these family members that we talked about way back in the first episode suddenly go oh yeah i wonder if that's them um including um, uh, Brother Logan's um, family. God, um, what a way to find out. In the year following, uh, as Sam has intimated, three other members die by suicide. Uh, Chuck, uh, Wayne, and Jim. Um, and mm. they follow the same uh, path. They don't follow the same... Uh, the routine. Routine. Wow. Um, and so, at Ooh. that point... As the sort of as one ex-member says, the class is over. Yeah. And Heaven's Gate itself is seen to, after this point, be closed again. Right, because our representatives have left. Yeah. And this moment of Hellbop has happened. Yeah. If it's particularly connected to Hellbop, that's what another four thousand years before. Yeah. Hellbop is going to come. And uh, back around. I mean, we talked about how 
uh, harrowing to find what the effects of Jonestown, and that was 900 people. It's, but f to find 39 people that you were once close with, yeah. and if you're truly creepy like we are listeners, you can actually see pictures of what they find when the authorities go. And, and that became a really famous image. These, yeah. these uh, black and white nikes, the purple shroud in the bunk beds. And the that shoes, sort of yeah. just became a, not a meme at the time, but it was like no. massively an image that just went. Like an icon of it. Um, that went everywhere. Um, yeah. I'm going to... I will do this next. Um, Alan Hale uh -huh. has heard about what has happened. Yeah. Um, and he puts out a press release which contains this slightly beautiful haunting statement tonight forget about the world for a minute go outside look up at the northeast part of the sky and take a look at this comet it's a beautiful object it's lovely it's one of the most magnificent celestial objects you will ever see but for all its beauty its magnificence its splendor all it is is a dirty snowball that's orbiting the sun. Nothing more. Oof. And he puts that out really early on. Yeah. Um, presumably in some kind of attempt to go. Hey guys, whoa, this isn't. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Um, follow in this uh, wake. Um, as we've mentioned, yeah. Heaven's Gate members still survive today. Yep. Um, the website still exists. Yeah. It's maintained by two members. Nobody knows for sure, but allegedly, most likely, it's Mark and Sarah King. Okay. You can email them and yeah. get responses. Um, they will still send videos and things the out. Videos, as well, the they? book of their collected writings still yeah. go out, which is, I sort of understand, but also, what do you do if you still believe that theology and you're left behind? Well, it's that you, you, I suppose you continue to practice it because it was, in in the evolution of their beliefs, it was that you, you grew to a certain amount in one vehicle and then you jumped to another vehicle and you carried on and you continued to grow. I guess in the, so in in the, the cycle of reincarnation for billions of years. Yeah. But there's got to be something hard, right? If the, you know, there's this moment of opportunity to go now. Yeah, and it was and 22 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Which is just... Um, baffling. There's mm. another surviving member who runs a blog and YouTube channel. Yes. Um, which is where I found the song. Right. Um, that we played at the top. Um, and it's had some weird sort of um, ripples out into popular culture. Yeah. Um, in I didn't I haven't heard this. In 2012, the band Django Django released a song called Hail Bop. Oh right. <coughs> which people have taken to be in part in reference to. Yeah. Um, Heaven's Gate. Nike Decades, mm -hmm. which you can no longer buy. You can acquire seven at seven hand, no, second hand. Yes. Um one reported one set reportedly selling for six thousand six hundred dollars right. on eBay in an eBay listing which included a picture of Marshall's face. Huh, interesting. Yeah, Nike decided to stop selling those shoes so that people couldn't do anything similar to what the away team decided yeah. to do um, uh, yeah extraordinary yeah um, and that Sam is oh. the end of our final part of Heaven's Gate wow it's been a while since Thank we've you, had John. a real <sighs> yeah 
yeah, there's dark really ending one, right? really nothing nothing funny to say at the end of it, as I'm sure you're well aware, listeners. Um, it's so sad, the death of 39, well, 42 people by the time it had, you know, the whole group had, had finished what they were doing. Um, I suppose one can only hope that they were right and that they jumped on their spaceship and that, yeah, you know, we don't know. They're happily now. Yeah. I think it's interesting hearing some of the interviews with family members. They talk about at least finding comfort in the footage there is of this group of people together yes. and happy and you know enjoying yeah. their time while they were in the group definitely there are some lovely videos of them just taking the piss out of each other and oh yeah, that's Tolodi look how tall parties he is and, yeah uh, they do a talent show at yeah. some point in that last run yeah um where one of them does um uh, she says uh, oh, I've just realised none of you have ever seen my impression of um, Elvis Presley and right. then just lies down on the floor uh-huh. at that point he's dead <laughs> which is both a good joke but also mm, yeah. well I um, mean for a group of people that are about to complete suicide that's yeah. an alright joke isn't it yeah I guess so. <laughs> um, so yeah so that's quite interesting and I think lots of the sort of what I think uh, Ben Zeller's really good at yeah um what the Heaven's Gate podcast is really good at is yeah. going, hey, look, these are real people. They weren't, you know, particularly oddballs. They weren't particularly delusional compared to other religious Absolutely believers. Absolutely not. Um, and they're and not they stupid. Were, and they're not stupid. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, there were, you know, you don't just remember them by this act at the end that we, no. mm, you know, may disagree with or find troubling in many yeah. ways that there's a whole sort of life and resource um around that gosh yeah and um, well for the kind of as we alluded to earlier for the group that there is so little about them in private the fact that there is so much that they put out that you can see that they're joyful yeah. so you can also um, as well as, I think it's pretty much all on their website now, yeah. um, their materials. There's also a book um, that they uh, uh, put together and which yeah. now has been published by other publishers. Um, oh, which I can't find the name of now right. here in my notes. Um, yes, I can. Um, uh, Heaven's Gate. How and when Heaven's Gate, the door to the physical kingdom level above human, may be entered, an anthology of our materials which just outlines everything about their um, theology. And, you know, one of the things that Zeller says is that, you know, this was, this okay, it was a strange fusion of Christianity and UFO belief. Yeah. But it, by most definitions, was a religion. Yeah. Very particularly as, as legitimate a UFO as, group, yeah. very particularly sort of American in its, in yeah. its establishment. And I think that's... In the, some of the reading I've been doing for this episode, that idea of it being connected to that kind of American, particularly American conspiratorial yeah. thinking is really but, interesting. But then also with the thing of kind of embracing a new technology and and trying to trying to lead the pack and that sort of thing that America has about you know being the most free place and yeah. all that sort of stuff is is that sort of feeling with it as well. Yeah, um, yeah which is kind of fascinating, especially in the in the wake of what's going on right now. Yeah. So well, there we go. thank you very much for all that research, John. Um, thank I... you. Um, I'm grateful to the reporting of uh, Rolling Stone, yeah. uh, Salon.com, 
in numerous websites about obscure uh, astronomy, yeah. including I think probably at one point space.com. <laughs> um, we'll do another uh, The Heaven's Gate podcast, Absolutely. Um, which you should check out if you want some more detail and to hear sort of audio archive of the yeah. um, group. It's really interestingly put together. Um, and also to Benjamin Zeller and his book Heaven's Gate, America's UFO Religion, yep. which is I think probably the definitive book um, on the group. And it, and yeah treats that you know i think even uh, believers that are still around now have said that is the best account of us yeah because it's so sort of balanced and really tries to to understand what's what's going on and he's yeah. spent 20 or 30 years researching this group which is extraordinary gosh um i can promise you next episode listeners is not going to have such a uh, a sad ending uh great good i won't tell you what it is you looked at me like mm, but no <laughs> no we do like to Apart from in episodes like this, where we yeah. know it's definitely going to be the next part. Otherwise, surprise each other uh, with our next group. So if you have enjoyed your time with us, do tune back in for our next episode. Do uh, subscribe and um, like and download and review our podcast in whatever method you can, whether that's iTunes or Spotify or wherever that might be. Do tell your friends yeah uh and family and people that you don't like just tell everybody people walk around the street, the street yeah where i've said this before one of those billboards that normally says the end is nigh but which just says listen to coffee and cults i mean if you do that listeners send us a picture and we will send you every single penny that we've ever earned from patreon <laughs> and that will nearly in the street it's got to be in the, not just cost. not just a little homemade one at home we need to see this in we need to see this working yep. we want to see a big uptick on our soundcloud stats from wherever you are with your board i always like to see a nice uptick so um please do, do that um if you'd like to get in touch with us you can email us at coffeeandcults at gmail.com or chat to us through facebook twitter and instagram you could join our uh, discussion group yeah uh, which is getting busier now on facebook and uh have a chat about the episodes but also share any uh, news or information uh, that you have about cults or cultic activity around the world and if you'd like to suggest one that that we should cover please feel free to do that as well um if you'd like to support us with money, you don't have to, but it's lovely if you want to. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Coffee and Cults for an ongoing donation where you get access to bonus episodes and little weird bits of silliness that we do, uh, including John's favourite segment, Sounds of the Sexties, which I struggle to say, yep, where we too. review the music of cults. Maybe we can find some more music with Heaven's Gate. Possibly. We that could just do we could just do their mentions in pop culture and talk about them. Yeah, okay. Um, and or if you'd like to just buy us a coffee slash herbal tea to drink while we record, you can do that uh, as a one-off donation at ko-fi.com forward slash coffee and cults. Thank you very much. Till next time, enjoy 2020 or whatever year you're currently uh, listening to this from. Yeah, happy impeachment USA. Uh, UK listeners, we're recording this on in the last in hours. In the last hours of our membership of the European Union. And we're deeply sad. Uh, so happy last day of being a European, I guess now when you're listening or to it. if you're happy with the situation, happy Brexit. May all your Brexit dreams come true. Yep. And we'll see you <laughs> How very... next time. <laughs> Good, goodbye. goodbye. We love you. We Bye. love you. <laughs> We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cosmic being. We found out that I was actually getting a two-inch by two-inch with a car.